If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. I'm Erin Sadler from Sadler Science. And I'm Nicole Van Tassel with iExplore Science. We're here to cut through the confusion to help science teachers like you make science relevant and engaging with student-driven instruction. We know that when students take ownership of their learning, teaching can be simple and fun. Thanks for being here and let's dive into the episode. Hello everyone, it's Erin and I'm back for another solo episode. Today I'm going to be talking about six examples of how to use the cross-cutting concepts in your classroom. Last week I talked about how to teach your students about the cross-cutting concepts. I talked all about the importance of explicit instruction, so if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that episode first. This is going to be a pretty short episode because most of what I'm saying isn't new, but I wanted to synthesize it and put it in a nice little package for you so that you would have all of these ideas in one place for how to use the cross-cutting concepts in your classroom. I also want to point out that once you've introduced a cross-cutting concept, you can reuse it anytime that you see a connection. So you don't just have to use the cross-cutting concept that's listed in the performance expectations. If you see a connection to system, systems and system models, go ahead and use it. If you see a connection to stability and change, bring it in. And most importantly, allow your students to start using those concepts on their own. And I'll talk about how to do that in just a few minutes. So the first way that you can bring the cross-cutting concepts into your classroom is to start to add cross-cutting concepts into your regular questions. To me, this is the easiest strategy because you just tack a question on to what you're already doing. To do this, all you have to do is look at the NSTA matrix for the cross-cutting concepts. If you're a middle school teacher, you can look at the middle school grade band or potentially the grade band right before it, which is the upper elementary grade band, and just write questions from those subcomponents. And I was looking at these this morning and I realized that this was something that I could put together for you. So I actually went through and did this for the entire upper elementary grade band for all of the cross-cutting concepts and the middle school grade band for all of the cross-cutting concepts. So I actually created a list of 55 questions that you can just pull and use in your classroom. So I wanted to make your life a little bit easier. You can download this for free on my website at sadlerscience.com slash cccquestions. That's for cross-cutting concept questions. And I want to talk to you a little bit about how I put this together just to give you some background information. And if you choose to make your own, you'll kind of understand what I did here. So 
I only did the upper elementary grade bands and the middle school grade bands. And I know that we have a lot of teachers here who are high school teachers. Here's the thing, though. Like I talked about on the last episode, a lot of times when we incorporate this, the cross-cutting concepts, we aren't looking at our specific grade level band. We're actually, we're actually incorporating them at too low of a level, which is totally fine if you're doing it intentionally, like I said last week. But a lot of times we're doing that unintentionally. So I think that we need to do a little bit of scaffolding, even if you are a high school teacher, and really work with those upper elementary and middle school grade band levels before you're even thinking about the high school grade band. Whether you use my list of questions or a list of questions that you've come up with, you can add these in anytime. You can use these during whole group instruction. You can give them as like... Um, I don't know, group questions and students could talk about them in their groups. You can add them to your activity sheets. You can use them in a lot of different ways and just have that one little piece that you add into what you're already doing. Okay, the next way to use the cross-cutting concepts in your classroom is probably one of my favorite ways, and that is to use them to create exit tickets. And the reason that I love doing this is because it doesn't add any extra prep time. Like I can put together exit tickets in less than two minutes. If I want to make them a little bit more fancy, maybe I will write them out and make a photocopy of them and pass them out to my students. But really, I can just like give them a quarter sheet of paper and say, hey, you're going to do this on your way out the door. So the great thing about using the cross-cutting concepts for exit tickets is that it really lends itself to at least a two-dimensional assessment because students have to have a strong understanding of the disciplinary core ideas in order to answer questions about the cross-cutting concepts because that's the way that the cross-cutting concepts were written. So if I'm asking them about a cause and effect relationship, I am asking them that in reference to the disciplinary core idea that we're covering, the content that we're covering in class. So without doing much, it's already a 2D assessment. I think a lot of us are stuck in writing one-dimensional questions, so asking like factual information, and just by bringing in the cross-cutting concepts, you're adding in that extra layer. Also, if you've spent a lot of time looking at the NSTA matrix like I have, then you'll notice that there's a big change that happens in the middle school um, band, and if you look at the upper elementary grade band, the students are really looking at one piece at a time. They're looking at one cross-cutting concept and being asked to, to talk about that in reference to the content. But in middle school, students are often asked about kind of an overlap between two cross-cutting concepts, or sometimes they're asked about it in reference to a science and engineering practice. So when you look at those cross-cutting concepts, sometimes you can also bring in that third dimension really easily if you're using the middle school grade band or above. So that's a little confusing. So I'm going to give you a concrete example. So I'm going to just give you a one sentence question that you can put anywhere that's a three-dimensional question. Create a model to represent the system, its components, inputs, and outputs. So you're having them create a model of something. So that's bringing in the disciplinary core idea. You're talking about the components, inputs, and outputs of a system that's bringing in the cross-cutting concepts of systems and system models, and you're also asking them to create a model. 
Now, obviously, if your students are new to the cross-cutting concept of systems and system models, this would be a really complex exit ticket. But maybe if your students have been doing this for a while, this is something that you can give them to talk about any topic. Okay, let me give you another really simple example. You can just ask your students what change has occurred over time. So you're bringing in the cross-cutting concept of stability and change. Um, this is from the upper elementary grade band. And you're bringing in the disciplinary core ideas because they are asked to apply it to something that you were teaching them or that they're learning in your class. So for example, they might use this to talk about erosion and talk about how the system is eroding over time. Both of these examples came from my questions for the cross-cutting concepts. So again, you can download those for free at sadlerscience.com slash CCC questions and just use that as an exit ticket. Okay, the next way is a little bit more complex and it's the most complex um, one that I'm going to give you today. So the next one is to use a set of graphic organizers that you've developed and use those same graphic organizers over time. So the really nice thing is once they're created, you don't have to do it again um, and you can just use them over and over and over again and ask students to make connections to the cross-cutting concepts using these graphic organizers. I have created a set for upper elementary, middle school, and high school. You are welcome to grab those from my Teachers Pay Teachers store. But again, I'm just using the NGSS, um, the NSTA matrix for the cross-cutting concepts and developing a graphic organizer that I can use over and over again using those subcomponents. So this is totally something that you could do on your own. You could even try Googling. I haven't done that myself, but see if you can find a copy of something for free. If you are interested in my graphic organizers, then I will link to that in the show notes. But again, I really think that this is something you could do on your own. The next way is super easy. It does require though that your students have a pretty strong understanding of the cross-cutting concepts and that you've taught a lot of them. You don't have to have taught all of them, but you sh they should know a lot of them. So all you have to do is ask students to make a connection to the cross-cutting concepts and let them choose the cross-cutting concept. This is a really nice idea because it kind of levels itself. Students who have a better understanding of the cross-cutting concept will make deeper connections and higher level connections. And students who have a less strong understanding of the cross-cutting concepts will make more superficial connections. However, you can have all of the students get the benefit by having them share the connections that they've made. I love teaching in a collaborative learning environment, and there's so many ways that you could do this. You could have students work in groups and then have them share with another group. Um, one of the things that I've seen recently in a professional development was basically like you divide the kids into two groups and have them line up facing each other and then um, give them a couple of minutes to talk and then have one of the lines rotate and move maybe one person over or two people over and then have them have that discussion with their new partner. So you can do this as long as students will let you and they will gain more information about the content and also the cross-cutting concepts. Number five is a variation on a couple of different things that I've already talked about, but this is for your high-level students or students who are able to make a higher level connection, students who are ready for a little bit more. So what I want you to do is have them make a connection to two cross-cutting concepts. And there's two different ways that you can do this. So first of all, you can use those questions that we talked about in number one. 
um, just give them the question prompt, have them respond, and then have them make another connection on their own. Or you can just make it really easy for yourself and have them make a connection to two separate cross-cutting concepts on their own. And that's it. Super easy. And then the last way to use the cross-cutting concept in your class that's really easy is to use it for review. I love using the cross-cutting concepts for review because it asks students to look at the information that they've already gathered and explain it. And it just provides them with a framework for that explanation. And to me, this is a much better review than most of the reviews that I see in class because they really bring in that additional depth and dimension. Again, there are so many really easy ways that you can do this. You could ask your students, like I just said, to make connections to the cross-cutting concepts. You could maybe have them work in groups in order to make connections to as many cross-cutting concepts as they can. You could take my list of cross-cutting concept questions and pull out the ones that make the most sense given your topic and add that to like a worksheet type thing, not, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like calling them worksheets because that has a negative connotation, but just, you know, list them and have students answer those questions. And maybe you modify them a little bit to make them more specific about your content area, but you could probably put something together in like 10 minutes. I think one of the things that I love the most about the cross-cutting concepts, and one of the reasons that I talk about them so often is because I feel like they're a really easy way to add a layer of depth and complexity and student understanding to your class without doing much. And I think that a lot of teachers miss this opportunity and just kind of like gloss over the cross-cutting concepts. And I think that that's a big mistake because there's a lot of opportunity here and these opportunities are really low prep. They take a lot of the pressure off of you and who doesn't need that? So many teachers are totally overwhelmed right now. And I think that this is a perfect opportunity for us to do something in our classrooms that doesn't take a lot of effort on our part. And so I'm going to continue talking about the cross-cutting concepts over and over again because I really like them. If you have any questions for me, you can always email me at erin at sadlerscience.com or connect with me on Instagram at sadlerscience. The podcast Instagram is teaching science underscore in 3D, and you can connect with me there. Nicole and I would really appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast. It helps us be found by other science teachers, and that's really what we want to do. We just want to help more science teachers. And again, if you want to grab that freebie, the 55 cross-cutting concept questions, it's at sadlerscience.com slash CCC questions. And that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons.
Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner.